0: Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Is this the very last episode of Beautiful Anonymous in your queue? Check out Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. It's a low pressure affirming hang with hosts and best friends Aminat Toussaint and Anne Friedman. Get ready for encouragement and real talk in these tough political times. Call Your Girlfriend is on tour right now. Meet a new best friend in Philadelphia or New York this week. Tickets at callyourgirlfriend.com slash tour. This week, Earwolf is transforming into something scary. Fearwolf is coming to haunt your precious ears with spooky episodes and hair-raising special guests on all your favorite shows on Unspooled. The great Paul Shear, a friend and nemesis of mine, as well as Amy Nicholson, break down one of the most influential horror films of all time Psycho. Hear an interview with horror master and director of Fright Night Tom Holland on Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal podcast. A lot of other shows out there, too. The Halloween theme, do check them out. Don't miss your favorite Fear Wolf shows this week on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. <laughs> Hello to all my insect photography enthusiasts. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred.
1: I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you. And you'll get to know me.
0: Hi, everybody. It's Chris Gethard. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting me by the way my new book is out so nice that many of you checked it out and it was really nice to meet a lot of you guys on the road i did those uh kickoff shows try to sell some books i met people in boston and chicago and los angeles and san francisco and portland met a bunch of our callers face to face so good to see you guys uh, thanks for coming out and i'm happy that i don't have to uh, plug things too much longer although that being said new york november 7th live taping beautiful anonymous the New York comedy festival chriscat.com <laughs> There's tickets that one sponsored through the Conan O'Brien stage it's cool I feel very flattered about that this week's call this is an interesting one this one is uh, you know it's funny we get to, we get to speak to people who uh, who live all kinds of walks of life and every once in a while we get to talk to somebody who lives pretty off the grid somebody who who dives away from the rest of us away from technology away from the grind and this is one of those callers this person uh, has taken to the land in a way that i always find fascinating because it's very far away from how i live i liked it i think you will too enjoy the call
1: thank you for calling beautiful anonymous a beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host hello hi chris
0: yeah, hey, how's it going?
1: Pretty good. How are
0: you? Uh, I'm all right.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Doesn't sound too
0: good. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just got a, I got a lot of balls in the air. I'm dealing with some career stuff, but it's all good because I got a very happy life and I'm pretty blessed. That's the honest answer.
1: That's awesome. Now, how are you? I'm good. I'm... About two hours into an eight-hour drive down the East Coast. Wow. Yeah.
0: Two hours in? Are you yeah. by yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just road, solo road trip.
0: I love a solo road trip. Yeah. I think there's he, um, le, healing the, powers. course of this
1: call, I might even be passing by your, uh, your home city.
0: Really? West Arns, New Jersey.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm at New York.
0: You're in, oh, you're in New York. That's my adopted passing, city.
1: Passing through. So adopted start, city. So right? let's see.
0: So I don't want to out you too much, but if it's two hours of a, of an eight hour trip, that means you probably started in uh, Upper Connecticut, maybe Rhode Island, and you're Something heading. like that. And then you're heading towards maybe uh, Virginia or North Carolina. That's my guess. Somewhere. Somewhere over there. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. You're a vague mystery, man. I like you. You're keeping it vague. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And we hear some nice ambient road noise there. We can hear the uh, tires hitting the highway.
1: Uh, I hope that's not too annoying.
0: No, I'm here's what here's exactly what'll happen is some people will say on the Facebook group that it's annoying for like the first 2 minutes and then everyone's going to forget that it's happening. So if you're out there getting annoyed right now at the ambient noise, sit back and enjoy it. You're going to forget about it. It's all good, everybody. <laughs> it's kind of soothing. It's actually kind of soothing. not
1: sweat the small stuff.
0: You have to. What is your deal? I like you already. Keeping your locations vague, don't sweat the small stuff, solo road trip.
1: Well, I'm going home for the first time since about April Mm -hmm. um, after moving uh, away from my home state. Um, You know, I'll I'll just tell you, it was near D.C. and I can't deal with D.C. anymore. So I had to get out and go somewhere a lot more rural. You Um, did. Yeah, I did. Um, I live in the forest half the time now.
0: What? What are you talking? What are you talking about? What? So you got tired of Washington, D.C. and moved to a forest eight hours away.
1: So, yeah, um, I live in a a nice, relatively small town half the time and live in a forest the other half of the time um, because of my job, which is that I am a wilderness therapy guy.
0: Wilderness therapy? Yeah. I love, yep. I love therapy, but I've never done wilderness therapy. What's that?
1: So, um, we take kids who, uh, you know, maybe they've suffered some kind of trauma or they were caught shoplifting too many times or they're not going to school and we put them in these small groups um, where they're out there for like 85 to like 100-ish days at a time and they just have to work through their problems in order to move through the program and it forces them into these situations that like pushes their negative patterns of like responding to situations in ways that they can learn from their mistakes in a way.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So three months at a time, you'll take troubled kids into the woods and live with them for three months.
1: So I'm there for a week at a time, and then I have about a week off, and then I go back. So I I work week on, week off.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I would imagine.
1: Just because if I was out there all the time, I would not be able to help these kids. I would have (laughs) them. like stamina for that, you know.
0: Yeah. What's the age range of these kids?
1: Um so it's about um, 14 to 17.
0: Wow. And is it yeah. is it a co-ed program? Is it is it all, uh, all, all guys that you're you, dealing with you cuz you're a they, male guide?
1: They've started to change it up a little as there are more kids who don't subscribe to like binary genders. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, they are separated into boys' groups
0: and groups. Right, right. Which I would imagine, if you're living for months at a time and it's kids involved, it's just, yeah. it just clears up a lot of. Uh, I, I understand the impulse. Now, 14, 14 to 17 year olds, already mm-hmm. notoriously rebellious and hard headed. On the best days, teenagers are known for this. We all go through it. yeah, then you're absolutely. working you're working with teens who are troubled and reading between the lines, troubled enough that their parents will say, "You have to go live in the woods for three months." So this is yep. this is not an easy decision for parents to make. This is not summer camp. this is re- rehabilitative. These are, these are truly troubled yeah. teens you're helping out.
1: They're not there to have fun, and most of them are not having fun.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: Do you? It's absolutely not a summer camp.
0: And are are and just so I get the lay of the land, are are a lot of the kids familiar with the wilderness? Are they coming from more city areas? Like where where are these kids from? Yeah, most
1: of them are from city areas.
0: So a lot of these kids have never been, um, are not exposed to the wilderness on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, we've got kids who have never gone on a hike in their life. We've got kids who don't know how to cook for themselves, which is not something that they have to be able to do. Wow. Um, wow! Yeah, yeah.
0: So what's that first week like?
1: Um, well, luckily, I was pretty well prepared by training. But, um, man, it was, it was really like meeting these kids and like working with – the other guides and like trying to figure out how to get them to move forward. It's it's a phenomenal experience.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Our, uh, and just again, n- not to focus on all the sensationalistic points, but just the questions people have. Some of these kids who are troubled and who have had br- yeah. brushes with the law and are now away from home and in an environment that they've never been to, Is there fear of people running away? Is there fear of violence? Like, you guys have to, I would imagine as the guides, you have to brace yourselves pretty hard for a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, we have to get be ready for anything.
0: What's the type of, what type of stuff?
1: You know, there's always the worry that someone's going to get into like a fist fight or something or like try to run away. Those are always there. But mostly it's like the emotional stress Yeah, of just like, Cause the, honestly, like, I haven't met any, any kid in this program who's a bad person. Like, yeah. they're all good kids who made awful choices or who just, like, for whatever reason aren't able to fit into society the way that they're supposed to, the way that they're expected to. Um, I'm not worried about getting attacked on a daily basis by any yeah. of these kids. Um, it's more of, being present emotionally all the time to be able to support them and how wearing that is
0: yeah I would imagine I would imagine do uh I would imagine too are there's no there's no phones or uh, iPads out there that's not what this is about oh no
1: they have nothing nope None of that.
0: That's another thing that I would imagine Um, your average 15, 16-year-old doesn't like that either right now.
1: Yeah, that's right. Occasionally we'll have to transport them somewhere in a van and they're all super excited to listen to whatever on the radio, because that's all they can. (laughs) That's the only access to technology they have.
0: So that's very telling about your program that you can get a 16-year-old excited about terrestrial radio in 2018. That tells you how isolated this is.
1: And it, it's middle-of-nowhere radio, it's not good stuff.
0: Wow, wow. Well, you sound like you're the perfect guy for it, because you also, uh, I mean, you you left the city life for the wilderness, so that's the same transition, yeah. huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was, that was absolutely like a, a mental health choice on my part. Yeah.
0: So that's good to know, though. They must sense that you really believe in it, that you're putting your mind, you walked the walk. Mm-hmm. You did the same thing?
1: Sure, sure. And, you know, I, I have experience, um, you know, backpacking and, and working out in nature. Um, I used to, last year I worked on a farm, um, which was a very interesting experience, very small farm in Pennsylvania. Um, I was in Boy Scouts for a long time. Um, it's like little things that I put on my resume.
0: So, yeah, speak to me about this resume. Like, I would have to imagine a, there's a small Venn diagram of people who cross over between having therapeutic skills with children and wilderness survival skills.
1: So as, as, the, as therapy guides, we're not therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, there are therapists that work with these kids. They meet with therapists twice a week. But we're there to push their negative patterns. And keep them safe.
0: Sure. So, what kind of things do you do hands-on with the kids?
1: Um, They learn things like being able to strike a fire without matches or a lighter. They have to. We we hike every single day, um, backpacking. So they're in a different location every night. We don't go more than like a mile a day. Sometimes two miles a day but for these kids that's really difficult because sometimes a kid will just sit down in the middle of the woods and say that's it i'm not going anywhere anymore <laughs> and we all have to work together to get him keep going because if one kid is sitting there doing holding everyone else back it becomes everyone's problem the other kids can't progress through the program unless they're all working together right so, they have to explain to this kid how his actions affect them. Yeah, yeah. Which is not easy for any teenager to do, but especially not these teenagers.
0: So, it sounds like, as far as your role, like you said, you're not a therapist. <laughs> It sounds like you are in many ways what one would expect from like a traditional wilderness guide if you went on a backpacking trip or canoeing trip, the types of stuff you hire a wilderness guide for. Except you also have to be prepared at any given moment for like a truly soul-searching, life-changing conversation.
1: Yeah, totally. Wow. Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously I can't go into too many details about the individual students. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I've definitely had some serious conversations with these kids. And one of the things that we teach them is to learn how to be vulnerable and to learn how to be open about their emotions, which is not something that you see for kids these age. This age. So like to see a bunch of like 17, 15 year olds sitting in a circle around a campfire, having deep emotional conversations is such a rare and, Beautiful sight.
0: I love it. Yeah. Where are you driving right now? The noise just picked up.
1: Uh, uh, 91 somewhere.
0: Because you're a wanderer. That's a big highway, 91. (laughs) Yeah. So do you see um, when you're working with these kids and wilderness it becomes a therapeutic situation, do you find that it works? Like, would you say it works more often than not?
1: Yeah, I totally see a difference in the kids that have been there for a while and who are open to accepting the challenges of the program and the kids who just got there or who are totally closed off and not trying to work on things. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's each, of, each week they have like an assigned leadership role and one of these roles is to assign everyone group gear uh, to carry on the hikes um, and The newer kids I'll find always assign themselves the lightest thing. But the kids who have been there for a while and understand how things work will assign the lightest things to the weakest hiker because it's better for everybody that way.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So you start to see kids take on leadership roles for the first time or start to figure out shared responsibility for the first time.
1: How to work together as a team. How to not just look out for themselves.
0: Wow. That's cool, what you do, man. That's cool.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I'm. I'm really loving it so far.
0: So you live on a farm. You do the wilderness stuff. Did you? Uh, were you always? Were you always? Uh, did you always know in your guts you weren't built for the city, or was it more you hit a breaking point? You were like, I got to get out of here.
1: You know, when I was going to community college, uh, I was actually on track to do computer science. Um, and at some point, I was sitting in a classroom full of computers trying to, like, code some JavaScript, whatever, thing. and I just had this idea where, like, man, I cannot spend the rest of my life sitting at a desk staring at a computer screen. And when I went to a four-year school, I majored in environmental studies, and, yeah, that's, that's where I was at,
0: You just switched it I up? I was
1: at home. Yeah, I, like I now I do like insect photography in my free time. <laughs> um, I know, yeah, it, it's it's totally different from where I was. Wow! But even at the time that I was doing computer science stuff, like I said, I, like I was in the Boy Scouts when I was a kid. Like I was in Eagle Scout. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was I was going camping all the time, um, but it never really occurred to me until that point that. That was something that I could spend my life doing instead of just something I did on
0: the side. Yeah. And you think it'll be your life now, or at least for a while.
1: Yeah. I I don't really like to plan ahead, so I'm going to keep doing this until I'm bored with it. But I don't see that happening anytime
0: soon. You are an intriguing character, my friend. You are an intriguing <laughs> character. I don't like to plan ahead. That's what I'm told. You're like a one. you're like something out of a song. You're like out of a Woody Guthrie song. I don't plan ahead to <laughs> too much driving down this coastline, dreaming of the woods and the insects. I can photograph their images, the but moment, never their right? souls.
1: What's that? You gotta live in the moment.
0: You gotta live in the moment. Easier said than done. I'm not good at it. I'm a neurotic comedian who lives in New York City. It's very hard to live in the moment. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds like you gotta you gotta get away to
0: the forest too. Now I've never taken to the woods myself. My wife is a huge fan. We're going camping in a couple of weeks. I'm not much of an outdoorsman. I'm clumsy. I'm weak. I love air conditioning. Convince me here. What's the, what am I gonna get? What What are the soul soothing qualities of the forest that I just am not getting? Fill me in and all the other people like me who might be listening.
1: Uh, there's the sound of the leaves rustling in the wind, uh, crickets chirping, birds chirping, um, the feeling of dirt under your fingernails, the smell of a campfire clinging to your clothes um, and sticking into your hair for days after you leave the woods. Um, you know, walking through the woods, who knows what you'll find, like... I saw an amazing salamander the other day. Um, I don't know. I just like nature. Nature's great.
0: <laughs> now what... I feel like I can get most of that if I just watch Planet Earth on Netflix. And then I don't have to get dirt under my fingernails.
1: But that's that's part of the fun. The dirt? Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. I like, a, I, I like getting my hands dirty. It's fun once in a while. I'm more just like trip and fall and then I can't carry heavy stuff and I feel weak or my knee will give out and I'll be complaining and I have glasses so I can't see.
1: Yeah, but if you keep doing it, you'll gain that strength.
0: (laughs) That's true, that's true.
1: Well, you know, walking in the woods isn't like walking in a hallway because you have to constantly be aware of what's on the ground.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm gonna ask you a personal question if that's okay. And I might be wrong So you're on a solo drive You take to the woods You photograph insects And sure you work with kids But it's teaching them About how to get in touch with nature These solo drives This fleeing the city of the woods Are you a solitary person? Are you a lonely person? How would you describe yourself? I think that's a good time To take a break To ponder the loneliness That lives within all of us Myself included. You know what sometimes fills loneliness in a commercial world is products and services. Luckily we have both for you. We'll be right back with more Phone Call. Support for today's show comes from Brooklinen. Named the winner of the best of online betting category by Good Housekeeping, Brooklinen is the fastest growing betting brand in the world with over 20,000 five-star reviews. Their mission? to bring five-star hotel quality sheets to everyday life, offering luxury sheets without the luxury markup. Their method, eliminating the middleman to keep things personal. From design to manufacturing to customer service and beyond. I sleep on Brooklyn and sheets. What can I say except that I tend to sleep better on them than I do your average sheets. What better do you need here than that? My and sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just to my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code beautiful at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen so sure you'll love your new sheets. They offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping, use promo code beautiful at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code's beautiful. Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. Using millions of real women's measurements, 3rd Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. With cups from A through H and bands up to 48, Third Love offers double the number of sizes that most other brands offer. Plus their bras, they got tagless labels. That means no itching. Straps that won't slip. Lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. Ultra soft smoothing fabrics. Can't go wrong. Remember, if you, for some reason you're not loving it, returns and exchanges are free and easy. That's very good customer policy right there. Customer service at its best. My wife has used Third Love. She enjoys it. She said the uh, detailing on the straps was very impeccable. She liked the process by which she was able to choose her own size, fill out her own information. And you know that if my wife endorses something, it's good because she, she has no interest in uh, BS in you guys so you can trust her third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order go to thirdlove.com beautiful now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com beautiful for 15% off today thanks again to all of our advertisers now let's get back to the phone call these solo drives, this fleeing the city of the woods. Are you a solitary person? Are you a lonely person? How would you describe yourself?
1: Um, I definitely like my alone time. I wouldn't say that I I have a ton of friends. The friends that I have are really close. Um, Yeah, I I get anxious in large gatherings. Um, I dislike wearing fancy clothes. Yeah, not 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 a fan of large social gatherings
0: at all. Can I ask how old you are? Yeah,
1: no worries. I'm
0: twenty six. Twenty six. So young man. I feel like you are actively planning to be one of those guys. Like there's an archetype that I have encountered, and you're you're one of those people.
1: To be a. a-
0: There's an archetype of wilderness therapy guide? Not a wilderness. Uh, Yes, that (laughs) classic American archetype, wilderness therapy guide. No, I mean like like you go up north from New York City. You start getting into the Catskills and especially into the Adirondacks. I feel like the Adirondacks in particular, you start to see people who are like, nope. I like a smaller life. I like a quieter life. I like a more disconnected life. Oh, yeah. Have fun. That archetype.
1: The thing is, I wouldn't even say I'm disconnected because, like, I have, I have a phone where, so because I'm living in the woods only half the time, the other half of the time, like, I've got a computer, I have internet, I have a TV, I play video games, like, I watch the movies.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I'm not, I'm not like mountain man over here.
0: (laughs) No, but you're still 26. My prediction is when you're 45, you're mountain man.
1: Uh, Yeah, I can do that. I think that's rad. I'm aiming for the cabin in the woods with solar panels and just...
0: Compost. A lot of composting.
1: Compost. Have a little garden
0: bury your toilet paper in the a ground. Few dogs. Love that. Yeah. I don't know if that'll ever be for me, but I love it and I'm jealous. Although I think I'm I think uh, I'm I'm ready to get out of the city life myself, my friend. I think I need to go move someplace yeah. with a little space. Still commuting to you New York City so it? I can make that cash. Still commuting to New York City <laughs> close enough that I can make that cash.
1: You're going to go bridge and tunnel?
0: Yeah, I, might, I might go back to the bridge and tunnel life sometime soon. I've been threatening it. Threatening. Oh, wow. See, but my wife will go. She's like, you know, we have friends in the suburbs. We should go move to the suburbs. It's logical. I'm like, no, let's go move to the woods. Let's go find a place where it's, there's a lake. Do
1: it. It'll be the best choice you ever
0: made. I'll tell her you just said blow that.
1: blow your life down just a little bit.
0: I need to, man. I need to got to slow down this manic brain of mine. I've been trying my whole life. Now, East Coast raised, sounds like you're still on the East Coast wilderness-wise, Eagle Scout, top hikes on the East Coast, fill me in. What's your favorite places that you like to go outdoors in this region of the world?
1: Oh man, so I have a really great place. It's in Pennsylvania but I don't want to say the name of it because it's not that well-known and that's part of what makes it awesome.
0: That's the perfect answer for you. (laughs) If I wrote the answer I would have wanted you to say before I asked that question, that was it, word for word.
1: (laughs) What can I say? Like There are gorgeous places that are ruined by tourists and I don't know, some places are meant to be hard to get to. Yeah. That's what makes them special.
0: Yeah. I love that. I I found this website. I forget the exact name. I think it was Sea Swim. And it's a pretty simple place. It's like here's here's a website that archives places where you can go on hikes that also include bodies of water you can swim in. And not Ooh. all... Not all of them regulate it. Like a lot of them not places where you're gonna find a lifeguard stand or a snack bar. Yeah. Like just here's where you go and you hike Absolutely. for two hike for two hours and then here's a swimming hole. And I will say I found it and I was so excited because you know, you get upstate from New York City, you start to you start to find a lot of really beautiful stuff uh, up in New York State, just north of here. But a lot of the comments on all these posts are exactly what you just said of like, oh, now that this is on this website, it's flooded all summer. There's garbage everywhere. Yep. People are leaving cans behind. There's cigarette butts everywhere. Like, man, I hate to say it, you watch any news about the environment, but it's just really true. Humans are just intent on just fucking things up when it comes to nature.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and people, I, I, I want everyone to be able to experience nature the way I do, but I, I know that if everyone is doing that, no one will be able to, which is such a conflict for me.
0: Right. You're like Thanos. If half the world's population went away, then you'd be okay with it, but you can't have the, this many billions of people. You get that Thanos right. reference? Avengers, Marvel?
1: I, I got it. I oh, haven't sorry. seen I haven't seen that movie, but I do know what you're talking about.
0: Yes, his, his, his purpose is that he thinks there's too much life and it's draining our resources too bad. So he thinks he is a hero for wanting to eliminate half of all life in the universe. And I don't think you want to eliminate all half of life, but I think a, uh, I know what you're saying. If everybody goes to these places, then uh, it's overrun. It's not the same. It's not sustainable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think part of the problem is that there's just too many people, but there's not really anything
0: you can do about that. Nah. Except keep it to yourself, Pennsylvania. I bet it's the Delaware Water Gap. It's beautiful, that Delaware Water Gap. Oh sure. Played that answer close to the vest. Oh, I bet that's exactly... Now you're <laughs> trying to leave decoys. Now you're trying to pretend... Okay, and now I know it's the Delaware Water Gap because bullshit, you've never been to the Delaware Water Gap. Uh,
1: it's not anywhere near Delaware, and I've never been to the Delaware Water Gap.
0: <laughs> oh, you'd love it. You gotta check it out. But actually, you probably wouldn't love it because it's a place where you can like pay 40 bucks and go tubing for the day, and then they pick you up at one end of the river. You'd probably hate that, right?
1: There's a there's a place for that, Absolutely. Yeah. Harper's Ferry is like that.
0: Harper's Ferry. I have
1: no problem with Harper's Ferry.
0: I like you. So you got a place in Pennsylvania. Are there any okay, here let me reframe the question. You have your place in Pennsylvania that's your favorite place, but you don't wish to share it so as not to soil it. Are there any places that don't fit that description of of being soiled that would maybe be the intro level, beginner's level hikes that someone like me would dip their toes in that you're like, yeah, that's a good place for people like you to go. I'm not going to go to this okay. remote fucking fantasy land in Pennsylvania. Sorry, Sally. Anyway, so what are, the, are there places where you're like, yeah, no, this is a place where a lot of people go. That's actually pretty cool. You can learn how to do it the right way. And it's not so much backbreaking work.
1: Have you ever heard of Skyline Drive in Virginia?
0: I have. That's, is that the Blue yeah, Ridge Mountains? So
1: it's close to the Blue Ridge Mountains, mm-hmm. it's in the Shenandoah Mountains. The Shenandoah. Um, that sounds beautiful. It's it's this it's this two lane road that just goes through the ridgeline of the Shenandoah Mountains, um, and you just drive through and like you get these amazing vistas and um, just like there's places to pull off the road and go hiking. I like, take to the top of some mountain and look out on, on all these small towns in Virginia. Beautiful in the fall, all the leaves changing colors. Amazing.
0: Wow. I like it. I like that pitch. And that's a good place where I can go with a car. So if I got to poop, I can drive to a bathroom.
1: You no, know, I actually don't know if there are bathrooms on Skyline Drive. I'd imagine <laughs> there are. R? i don't know i really have no idea i love that you answered that just one over as seriously
0: yeah but what <laughs> yeah pee i can pee on a tree but the number 2 this whole idea you got to dig a hole and then you got to bury it it's, it sounds very stressful to me and sometimes it takes me a long time it takes like
1: 30 seconds to dig like a shovel in the ground
0: <laughs> the digging might take 30 seconds i'm saying that the process
1: Oh, uh, I got you. Yeah, but you know, squatting while you poop is healthier.
0: I have heard this rumor. I have used one of these squatty potties. It takes just <laughs> as long, and I just feel a little exposed.
1: It's, it's just a more natural way to sit, you know? The, humans did not evolve to sit on a toilet. <laughs> you, you squat over a hole in the ground, and everything just slides out.
0: I cannot, I'm so mad at myself right now. Because I have you, this introspective dreamer, this modern day philosopher, this man of nature. And I somehow, 30 minutes in, the exact halfway mark, I have yet again managed to make this podcast about poop.
1: (laughs) We can steer away from poop if you want.
0: (laughs) I've been waiting for someone to say that my whole life.
1: I have no particular attachment to food
0: fair, fair. So let's get back to your job. Here's a question I have. It might be a sensitive question, but I get the sense that I can ask you stuff. You won't mind. So you're helping uh, you're helping troubled kids. You're someone who wasn't content with city life. Did you have a troubled childhood? Is that part of why you're compelled to do this?
1: No, um i I wouldn't say I had a very troubled childhood um, so I had an interesting high school experience in that um, until through, through middle school, I was going to a small private school where I knew everybody. Um, but for various le- reasons, I had to leave that school and ended up in this massive public school mm-hmm. and didn't make a single friend for four years. Um, that was pretty much the most troubling thing that happened to me. When I was a teenager and I got through
0: that. But you were also doing boy scouts the whole time.
1: Yes, yeah. So I you, was at boy scouts during
0: that time. So that gives you a little bit of a social I mean, it sounds horrible to be isolated during school. It's not easy, but it it doesn't yeah. sound like you are So but you did you did have a social scene outside of school. Sure.
1: Yeah. Like every other weekend. Every other I weekend.
0: So long. I also
1: I also had the close friends that I made in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. who also went to the private school that I had gone to. Right, right. Uh, people that I've known since first grade and who are still my best friends now.
0: All right. So you just like the They're woods. Part
1: of, part of the reason why I'm going back down to Maryland is so that I can see some of these people.
0: See the people. You're just a guy who has always been a little bit... I'm about to go longer. in the
1: tunnel. I hope I don't lose you.
0: Ooh, this should be a fascinating piece of audio. If the open highway has already <laughs> sounded so windy, I can't imagine what a tunnel's about to sound like. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening, brace yourselves—you're about to hear an actual car oh, going. Through. Okay,
1: it's almost done. It was a short tunnel.
0: Oh, never mind. Never mind. I was trying to give you some build-up. <sighs> that tunnel thing was pretty anticlimactic, actually said it was going to be fascinating yeah. audio. Sorry about that. No, it's my bad. I, <laughs> I know you were
1: excited for the tunnel.
0: No, I'm just trying to sell the sizzle on this tunnel thing. I'm like, okay, we might have a tunnel situation here. I got to make it try to sound like exciting found audio that none of us expected. I'm trying to be a good um, you know, strategizer as far as my audio output goes. And here I am caught yet again looking like an asshole. I don't think any of your listeners <laughs> think you're an asshole. No, I'm just kidding around with you. <laughs> like what you do is cool. I like the way you're doing it. I like this life. I like this life. If you could live the whole time in the forest, would you? It's the half the time now. If you no. could make it. No, you wouldn't. You don't. You're not looking. No, to, I don't think I would. You're not looking to be like Thoreau out here. You're not looking to be totally off the grid.
1: No, no, no. Nothing like that. Um, Ooh, watch out. You got a to, motorcycle
0: chasing you. I don't
1: know. Just going uphill. Uh oh, that was your
0: car, <laughs> all right, all right
1: <laughs> uh, but no, I'm not trying to live all, my whole life out in the woods like I like air conditioning, yeah, I like the internet, yeah, I like video games
0: uh-huh that's cool i'm
1: I'm just excited about the new Smash Bros game as anyone else
0: mm-hmm 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 What's up with ticks? you got to watch out for ticks, how, the, how, are the ticks yeah. how are the ticks this year how
1: are the ticks this um i have heard that they're worse this is my first year in the area that i'm living in now so i don't know how they've been there in the past mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i have not seen any of them this summer personally so
0: that's good when you got these kids yeah. who have never.
1: That, but I also have this weird thing where I don't get mosquito bites either. Oh, you're so, lucky. No, no wonder you maybe like the forest. Just, maybe they just don't like
0: me. Oh, no wonder <laughs> you like. That's why you're, oh, you're sitting here. You got to get out in the forest, Gethard. Get in touch. You'd love it. Go to Skyline Drive. Also, I've never had a mosquito bite in my life. Well, good for you. You probably, don't, you, you probably don't get sunburn either.
1: Um, rarely, occasionally.
0: You son of a. Um, I,
1: I got I got a sunburn recently because I went paddleboarding for the first time and didn't put any
0: suntan lotion on. I but would... it's
1: not common that I get suntans, that I get
0: sunburns. I tell you what, you bring up paddleboarding. I did that once on my honeymoon and I was able to stand okay. up on that board and I wasn't able to really travel very far, but I did not think I would be able to stand up on that board. Patting myself on the back on the podcast, stood up while paddleboarding.
1: Good job, man. <laughs> Thank
0: you so much. Now I'll tell you once, I went to Hawaii once. I have an uncle who lives there. We visited him and I went snorkeling and I had a shirt on and the shirt, I was getting very, uh, it, I was just in salt water in the shirt for a long time and it was just like kind of feeling gross. And I took off the shirt, I finally just got frustrated and I put sunblack on my front and forgot to put it on my back. And then I went snorkeling, floating in the Hawaiian sun I've never experienced a sunburn like that out? in my life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say, do you come out as tomato?
0: Oh, I mean, I come out with it was like layers of skin peeling off my body. It was horrible.
1: Oh, uh, so uh,
0: that's what I'm here saying no. to you. It's easy to go live in the woods when you never bite a mosquito and you never sunburn. Me?
1: Well, I, I think I think part of the reason I don't sunburn is because I have Middle Eastern background.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Good on you. Good on you. My pale Irish my pale Irish nature. I have to flee from the sun. So you said you lived on a farm for a while as well.
1: Yeah. Um, not related to my Middle Eastern background, but it was a, a Sufi farm.
0: Oh, what's that?
1: Um, it's this uh, sect of spiritual Muslims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like a small, like two-acre farm on a... Uh, essentially, it was a, a retreat for for Sufi Muslims, um, but they also had this small pot of land for farms that they sold at farmer's markets and um, a CSA. Now, correct me
0: if I'm wrong, and I, my ignorance might be showing, are the Sufis not also known as the whirling dervishes?
1: Uh, I don't know that, I've heard that term before, but I don't know what it refers
0: to. Oh my, I had a friend who grew up with Sufism. And my understanding was that the ceremonies involve a lot of whirling. We're looking it up right now. It appears that I'm right. A lot of whirling. A lot of traditional dance and whirling. Okay. So talk to me here. And you can't go into the specifics. um, And I totally respect that about the kids you're helping. Are there turnarounds you've seen that without sharing the specifics that might out a kid in a way that I would never want to do and that you would never want to do? Are there things where you're like, this is so gratifying? that you can share, even in, even in the broad terms. You see come, kids come in with a certain type of attitude and leave with a different type of attitude. I wanna get a sense of the fulfillment you get out of this noble job you're doing.
1: Yeah, um, I, I mean, I've seen kids who come in totally not mo- motivated, won't even like do the most basic expectations that we have of them, like drinking food and eating water. I'm sorry, did I just say drinking food and eating water?
0: You did. I understand why the kids are so resistant <laughs> to drinking their food and eating their water. If I could only eating have food
1: and drinking water.
0: If I only was allowed to uh, have smoothies and and popsicles. I reached um. too hard. I reached too hard for that joke. It took too much oh, thinking. Eating um, I'm food. exhausted. No, stop it. I'm glad to help provide. I got to say, too, as someone who loves a solo road trip, love it, love it, love it. I have to say, to have an hour of conversation, I feel like good because I know how much good positive distraction an hour can provide in the middle of an eight-hour trip. So I'm psyched. I feel like I'm doing some good. awesome.
1: You
0: should check out one of our sponsors, Monster Cafe. Monster Energy Drink putting out a new coffee-flavored series of drinks. Monster Cafe. Uh, (laughs) They've been advertising (laughs) lately. You might want to check that out. Perfect. Perfect ad integration right there. Let's go ahead and pause right there. Think about the fact that when you're on a long drive, you know it might help? Well, Cafe Monster. But guess what? Cafe Monster, not actually advertising on this show. Shout out to them. They get a little free mention. We do have other advertisers, other sponsors. They have things that you should check out. Those things have promo codes. And when you use those promo codes, it helps beautiful Anonymous out. Check them out. We'll be right back after this. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. Stitch Fix very kindly let my uh, wife partake in their service, and she really enjoyed it. It was personalized, sent right to her. She was able to pick from uh, everything they sent out, and it was just a cool thing, just a cool modern way to get your own style out into the world. Stitch Fix can help you find your new favorite piece of clothing. Just go to stitchfix.com stories. Tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick five items to send right to your door. Then try them on, pay only for what you love, and return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only twenty bucks, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. Get started now at stitchfix.com/stories. You get an extra twenty five percent off. You keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com/stories to get started today. Stitchfix.com/stories. Ulta Beauty believes that beauty is limitless. Ulta Beauty celebrates the possibilities in each person and the notion that everyone has the potential to be whatever and whoever they want to be. That's why Ulta Beauty offers every guest the total beauty experience. I have used their site. They offer so many great products. You can sort of navigate through the whole thing as I did and start to pick out the things that work for you in your life. And uh, I went through with my wife. She and I both very quickly found things that we were like, ah, perfect, exactly what I need. There you go. go and discover a world of beautiful possibilities with over 20,000 of the best products across makeup, fragrance, hair care, skin care. Choose from over 500 of your favorite brands like Morph, Living Proof, so much more. From everyday favorites to the brands you love to splurge on, you can truly find it all and explore even more possibilities with hair, skin, and brow services to meet your needs and lifestyle. All with Ulta Beauty experts to help you look and feel your best, whether you're ready to Run the town, rock your look, or tell your story. Ulta Beauty is here to help you show it to the world. Because Ulta Beauty knows you're not here to get beautiful, you're here because you already are. Visit ulta.com, U-L-T-A dot com. That's ulta.com to learn more, to find a store near you. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Thanks again to everybody who sponsors Beautiful Anonymous. Now let's finish off the phone call. What are the things that when you have when you have a kid who's like from a city who's been getting in trouble, probably fashions himself a badass, what are the shocks to the system you most often see? Like when they show up in the woods and they're there for a hundred days and you're like, so here's what you have to do. They're like, I have to do what? What are the things that you're asking yeah. them to do that they're most like, what are you talking about, you weirdo?
1: Um, Things like it's going to rain today, but it doesn't matter. We're hiking anyway. Um, (laughs) Things like now you have to learn how to cook for yourself. Mm -hmm. Some of these kids, like they can't cook pasta. Um, Yeah. Things like you get to shower once a week and you don't have a million changes of clothes. You just got to rough it
0: they don't like it and what happens in the the first handful of days that they're out there are people like mouthing off trying to see what they can get away with
1: oh totally these
0: teens they're trying to say stuff under their breath to see how far they can push you
1: try try to impress all the other students
0: yeah becomes a real pissing contest to see who can get you the maddest or who can get you the break the most oh yeah do they ever break you
1: do they ever succeed or
0: are you cool under pressure
1: no, it's part of the job. You gotta just be consistent with them as much as possible. Yeah, because cause these kids like part of their one of the really common patterns that they have is that they just try to break people to get what they want. Right. So we're just we're just trying to interrupt that expectation.
0: Right. So you know, you know, these kids are gonna come out of the gate swinging in the early days.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: Wow, that's cool. What you do is cool. Do you find find that most of what they're getting out of it is like the actual nuts and bolts? Oh, now I've learned how to cook for myself. I've learned how to take care of myself. I've learned how to pack up after myself. I've learned how to be responsible. Is it the actual like day-to-day responsibilities or is there some sense of spirituality with the wilderness that they're exposed to that's helping them?
1: Um, it's more like the fact that they're in a small group without like just dis- the distractions of the modern world where they have to actually face their problems and work together and like be able to figure out tough situations. Um, it's, it's less about like the spiritual healing power of nature which I totally think is a real thing but it's not what we're focused on
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm you're not pushing it no. if, if they find it they find it and I bet they often do
1: yeah oh absolutely
0: yeah how often
1: although I've asked I've asked some of the kids if they would ever go backpacking again, and typically their answer is no, because their <laughs> only experience of it is this program where they're forced to do things that they
0: don't want right. to do. Right, right. Well, it does sound, I mean, it does sound to me in some way like these are kids who might be destined for a juvenile program if they don't clean up their act, and this is a stopgap measure that's yeah, somewhere between summer camp and boot camp like it does sound like it is somewhere between that at least in their minds it's a mandated thing oh, they're, they're not signing up for this this is a chance to maybe dodge a life that involves a correctional facility but also one that's maybe an early dip into the waters of like you're going to be forced to go live in an environment as a punishment
1: yeah a lot of these kids are just bummed that they're missing a summer yeah um, but you know i have to keep reminding them why they're here and why what they're doing is worthwhile. And a lot of them get it. Yeah, Some of them don't, but a lot of them are like, you know what, I get why I'm here and I'm gonna work hard to prove myself.
0: Have you run into a situation where a kid who like really fashions himself as like a total badass in the beginning is like having heart to hearts next to a fire with you by the end and it's like a beautiful thing?
1: Totally, absolutely.
0: That must be pretty yeah. intense. That must be intense for you and them. Just have the badass crying by the fire.
1: Yeah. Because you never know what these kids have yeah. in their past.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true.
1: It I- just might be like, you know, especially with especially with boys, like, they're taught early on to hide their emotions <laughs> and bottle things up. I hate
0: That's, that. It's awful. Yeah, I mean, I had a pretty easy path, and that messed me up, this whole idea of, like, you don't talk about it, you tough it out. I bear, No one even thought I was yeah. tough. No one even thought I was tough, and I felt like I had to tough it out. If you're a tough kid from a tough place, and you really have to tough it out to survive, that must really mess you up something fierce when you're 15, 16 years old.
1: Absolutely. I, I wasn't from a tough place, but, but yeah, that totally affected me, too. At some point, like I learned to be open with my emotions and I was so much happier after that.
0: God, I love crying. I love it. I love crying. I love therapy. (laughs) I love having heart-to-heart talks. I love a good gab session with a friend. I need to make more room for it. I focus so much on work, but I love letting my emotions loose. Man,
1: I wish I cried more often, but Uh, for whatever reason, I just don't.
0: Listen. I'll go hiking if you start crying more. Okay, how about that's the deal? I'll go to Skyline Drive and I'll hike. I just bought my wife for her birthday. You know what she asked where I got it for a two-person sleeping bag. We got a two-person sleeping bag. It's going to be real cute out there in the woods, the two of us in the same sleeping bag.
1: That's great. Yeah. <laughs> What camping? You got a nice tent and everything?
0: We're going to go with some friends of ours who have a tent. And then my wife, because we don't really have a place to store a tent. So my wife's like, we're going to get a tent. Let's go camping. I'll show you that you like it. And then it's worth it for us to have a tent rather than just buy a tent that I'd never want to use. So I'm going camping in a couple of weeks. Give me the three basics that I should keep in mind. What are the three basic things? When you're camping, do this.
1: Always have water. Always. Always know where you're going to be getting water. Don't go out and be like, oh, it's fine. We'll have enough water. Okay. Bring, like, a water filter if you have to. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going, like, out there. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of high protein snacks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bring a camera. Ooh. My preference is something with a macro lens so you can see all the awesome insects.
0: You love a good insect.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Now, Harry's, um, Harry's telling me bring a change of socks. He's saying socks is his number one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Even if you're only hiking for a day, bring extra socks. Extra if socks. If your shoes aren't waterproof and then your shoes get wet, that sucks. That's yes. the worst. Yes,
0: I'll probably bring Bombas socks. Foot. I'll probably bring, again, more product yeah. integration. I'll probably bring some great Bombas socks.
1: <laughs>
0: Everybody loves the Bombas socks. Sorry, I keep slipping products. and it's just do, they make,
1: do they make hiking socks?
0: They do have some bigger, thicker socks. I don't know if they're actually prescribed hiking socks maybe I'll maybe I'll track down some hiking socks before my camping trip in a couple of weeks change of socks protein water yeah. camera with insect level lenses okay
1: Those are some <laughs> good tips
0: dude I'm just going to ask you cuz you're a very philosophical person you've got a lot to say you're also someone who I think considers your words before you say them i'm just going to ask just because i'm not sure are you a happy person
1: I'm a lot happier now than I was. Um, But yeah, I consider myself, you know what? Actually, I I think I'd rather say that I'm a content person.
0: And what's the difference in your mind?
1: Um, Happiness is like this intense leading emotion. I wouldn't say that what I feel is very intense, but it sure is consistent.
0: Mm. So you're doing better than you used to be. It's consistent and you're all right with that. Yeah. You like your yeah. life, you I like your be, life.
1: I used to be a very anxious person and I'm not so much anymore.
0: And do you, and what do you, do you attribute that to your uh, leaving the city and getting into the woods? Yeah, for sure. You were in DC. So you mentioned you grew up in Maryland, you lived in DC, were you working in like politics? Were you like in the DC grind?
1: No, never no. politics. Um, no, uh, so I went to school in Baltimore, um, which is like a similar vibe.
0: Great. Um,
1: I, I I drove for Lyft for a few months. and Oh, man, the people who you meet, especially in D.C., uh, <laughs> I don't know, just like this the, the whole idea where, like, you can get into someone's car and be sitting three feet away from them and not say a word to them, that just, I don't know, that's, that weirds me out.
0: Yeah, you picked the wrong gig. Pick the wrong gate. Yeah, then. but it's
1: it's it, it, it's it's that area. It's yeah. like people walk down the street and they're so involved in their politics or or like how they're going to get home before rush hour ends. Oh, or like believe yeah, me. Just
0: you're talking. I know exactly. I'm a New Yorker. Okay, Washington D.C. looks nice compared to New York. How we treat each other here. <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. Literally, be on a subway car, crammed shoulder to shoulder with human beings who you're physically touching, who you never make eye contact with. It's the weirdest thing in the world. It's the weirdest way to live.
1: Oh, I I, I know it. I'm in New York City fairly often. Um, Yeah. And I can't be there for more than a week without going insane.
0: Yeah, I've been here for 14 years, man. (laughs)
1: I'm going to lose it. I'm going to leave.
0: Let me ask you this, because here's one of my nightmares, right? And I remember once this. I, I used to work at a job where we'd have to go take pictures of stuff. I worked at a magazine. We were in the woods one day. And all of a sudden, this guy kind of emerges and walks by. And we realize, oh, that's like a tent. He's like living in the woods. And he's walking around clearly like, let us know he's here. And maybe also send a warning of like, this is my territory. You got to get out of here. If I'm in the woods, I come across a stranger. How do I handle that?
1: Wave, say hi, keep going. What? I don't know. (laughs)
0: I'm a New Yorker. That's not I don't want to wave. You're saying make eye contact and say hello to another human being? And just go about my way. Yeah, just
1: say hello. Just like just wave and keep
0: walking. Huh. Simple as that. Just interact with the other yeah. human being. Huh. Weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Weird. It,
1: it is weird. I'm...
0: Okay. I'm out hiking with yeah, my wife. She can visit.
1: Commissioned... That's what that's what city life will do too, right?
0: Oh yeah. You're telling me. Okay. I'm going to keep going through my nightmare scenarios with you. I'm out hiking. I get separated from my group. I trip, I fall, I break my leg. How do I deal with this?
1: Uh, so if you have a whistle, you blow the whistle three times, and that's the universal signal for I need help. Okay, um, get
0: a whistle. I'm going to write that down Bring a whistle when I go camping. Okay.
1: If you are nearby water at all mm-hmm. and can move, yeah. move downstream, you're more likely to hit civilization if you
0: walk downstream. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Um Actually scratch that. If people know where you are or know where you were last seen, they'll move. Just stay there. Okay. Um Yeah.
0: Okay. I like your simple answers. If I see a stranger in the woods, what do you do? You wave. Fall down. Blow a whistle. Wave. Blow a whistle 3 times. Stay where you are if someone knows The general area look. Okay, another nightmare scenario. Um, Okay. Animal. I come across, I'm not trying to bother this mama bear, but I come around a corner. Mama bear is there. Mama bear sees me. Baby bear is there. Mama bear don't like that. Gethard bear is around. How does Gethard, what do I do?
1: Are we talking black bears?
0: You tell me, man, I don't know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know me, Okay. someone East with Coast. my level East of knowledge. Coast, you bear. know me, you know me, and my level of knowledge and life experience, you know enough about me to know. I don't know what type of bear. East Coast, okay. yeah, I'm East I'm assuming Coast. we're
1: on the East Coast yeah. in this scenario, and yeah. so it's a black bear. Mm-hmm. Um, just back away slowly. If it starts looking aggressive, you make yourself look big and then start making noise. The black bears are children. You yell at them and they run away.
0: Have you ever yelled at a black bear? No. You never had to? I've,
1: I've approached a black bear rooting through a dumpster, and it just was like, ah, oh, shit, a human, and then walked away.
0: Really? You walked-
1: They're not trying to interact with us.
0: Nah, man, they got better things to do. They got to go climb trees yeah. and eat honey and dive off the tree branches into a lake and sing a song.
1: You got, you got like a stereotypic view of bears there, just like climbing trees <laughs> and eating
0: honey. I'm sorry.
1: It's like the... <laughs> this is like the Winnie the Pooh cartoon bear.
0: Yeah, it was a mer- it was a combination of Winnie the Pooh and Baloo from Jungle Book. I apologize to all bears <laughs> for my cartoonish reduction of them. What are you most scared of in the wilderness?
1: I'm most scared of in the wilderness. I'm pretty damn comfortable in the wilderness.
0: What are you most um, scared of in the city?
1: Just. You know, I wouldn't say that there's something that I'm scared of in the city either, other than driving. Um, But it sure makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know that there's any fears associated. Okay. It's
0: just a general discomfort.
1: Maybe maybe being approached by a stranger. See, for you, being approached by a stranger in the forest is scary. For me, being approached by a stranger in the city is scary.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm also saying I'm scared of strangers in the woods when my literal job and what we're doing right now involves me just talking to strangers. That's my job, talking to strangers.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a difference in that there's no, there's no like har- real harm that can come from having a conversation over the phone. Mm-hmm. But if someone's physically walking up to you, there's other mm-hmm. considerations, you know?
0: Yes. Now, let's say I and a group of other teenagers from my town. It's coming up on the end of the school year. We want on one last blowout. We go. We rent a cabin. It's in the woods. There's strange knockings at night, and we realize we've... Never mind. This is just the plot to every bad horror movie. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. I wasn't going to waste any what more of your cabin time. Cabin in the dinner. woods. Cabin in the woods. Deliverance. <laughs> I wasn't sure which way I was going to take it. Wrong turn. What? Have you ever caught your own food? Have you ever caught food that you've eaten in the woods?
1: You know, I haven't, and I really want to. That's that's on my list. You do? Um, What's the longest you've ever
0: stayed in the woods at one clip?
1: Um, you know, I wish it was longer, but probably like two weeks.
0: Two weeks? That seems like an eternity to me. <laughs>
1: See, for me, that seems like way too short of an amount of time for someone who is so comfortable in the
0: woods. She's just out there chowing down on protein bars for two weeks, taking pictures of insects, (laughs) touching base with nature.
1: Yeah. You've always got to be on your toes because you never know what you're going to see.
0: What's the most surprising thing you've ever seen?
1: The most surprising thing I've ever seen Man. Well, I'm a massive insect nerd, so I saw a Cisropia moth a few weeks ago, <laughs> which is awesome. It's one of the largest, it's the largest moth in North America. Gorgeous, gorgeous patterns on its wing.
0: And you lost um, your mind.
1: That was, Yeah, I, I, had a, I, I really nerded out over that.
0: What like I get nerdy about like sodas. I like different so I could talk all day about my favorite different sodas. What are your favorite insects? You say you're nerdy about insects, tell me about your favorite insects.
1: I really like mantises. Mantises are sweet.
0: They used to show up in my neighborhood once a summer and there was always a thing that they were endangered. It was always you don't don't mess with the praying mantis.
1: Yeah, I don't know that they're on the endangered species list anymore. I think there are certain species of them that are in danger. But if you see like the standard like Chinese mantis, or um, Oklahoma, I the, other ones, uh, the Carolina mantis, they're pretty common. They're like, they'll look intimidating, but you can pick them up if you're not scared and just hang out with them.
0: You and me live real different lives, man. <laughs> we got 30 seconds left. Your closing, parting words to the world. And I tell you, I hope you enjoy the rest of your road trip and your time in the woods.
1: Oh, wow. Closing words. I don't know. Just be open with each other. It's not... Man, I'm so tired of people just, like, closing themselves off and... And complaining that things aren't going their way just communicate openly love each other have a good time go for some hikes swim in a lake with no lifeguard i don't know man it's all good
0: caller what a beautiful way to end i think that's advice we can all abide by thank you so much for calling and thanks for letting us put the audio out. really means a lot. really does. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you to Harry Nelson. Thank you to Jared O'Connell, the people who are the real backbone of this show over here. Thank you, Justin Linville, for helping me out with everything in life. Thank you to Shell Shag for all the great music you've contributed to the show. If you want to know more about me and the tour dates that I'm out on, chrisgeth.com. That's where you find out when I'm out on the road go check it out. Hey, if you like the show, what you can do, you rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It genuinely helps when you do so. That's all the business. We'll see you next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, you know, there's a nightmare scenario we all hear about when we're kids, but it doesn't really happen that often, right? Except for our caller. How are you tonight? I
1: am good. I'm good. Um, I'm kind of freezing right now because my house actually burned down on sunday night whoa so i'm kind of camping out on my family's
0: property where the burned down house is and it's really cold
1: so i'm kind of just hanging out on my couch with my electric blanket and my dogs and cats and trying to stay cozy
0: i'm so sorry that happened That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.